0: Greg, good morning. Good morning. Tell me about the farm.
1: Well, my farm and ranch lays from a mile east of Inglewood, Kansas, to uh, about seven miles west, and then it spreads out going to the northwest, and we are right on the Oklahoma line, the southern boundary of it.
0: What I love about that part of the country, when you talk about the heritage and, and the land and how long it's been in the family, boy, those stories are great. How long has that land been a part of the Good family?
1: We have some land that my Great grandmother's mother, so be my great great grandmother, came here in a covered wagon in uh, 1870, something I believe, or 1860, and uh, it's been in our family ever since. The majority of the ranch my father and I have put together, he started out adding land to the deal, and then we've just kept building over the years.
0: So, what do you do there on the farm?
1: On the farm part, we produce wheat, alfalfa, and some Milo. No corn, we're too dry for that. It's all 99% dry land. Rest of our ranch, the biggest portion of it is grass, native grass that we run cattle on. I run stalkers instead of mama cow.
0: Most have heard about what's happened in your area, the country, as far as the wildfires are concerned, but those that haven't, uh, your part there in Kansas, uh, parts of Colorado, Oklahoma, and Texas, uh, went through quite a bit here over the last month. Explain uh, what happened, how they started those wildfires, and, and, and how you were affected.
1: Well, the way our fires started, I got to back up in the middle of January, we had, they were saying, the 100-year ice storm. It was more ice than we'd ever seen. Through that fire, it brought down highline poles by the thousands. So the power companies have been through and they've replaced all the poles that were down, but there were a few that they had marked that they were coming back and trying to get back in. When this storm hit us, this wind hit us, it was 60 mile an hour straight winds and had gusts clocked up to 76 mile an hour. And what we've heard is one of the poles that hadn't been replaced yet broke and came down and brought the power lines down. And our humidity around here was in the single digits when that happened. And the grass load was so big that of course it sparked it, and it took off from there. And uh, the flames, when you could see them, were probably forty feet tall at least. And the fire was running anywhere from forty to sixty mile an hour. Once it got past my ranch, on to the east of us, there are a lot more. Of fields there's more farm ground over there and they said that the flames were actually traveling in the smoke through the carbon trail jumping 100 acre fields so it was impossible to stop this thing i was on a fire truck with one of my hired hands and another hired hand was on another fire truck and all we could do we went out to meet the fire clear out the southwest corner kind of where it started we we're in like six miles where it started and we couldn't do anything with it. We just had to bail out and go to houses and start protecting structures and trying to stop it that way.
0: You're in Clark County, and that was one of the most affected parts of Kansas, and from what I heard, 70 percent of the cattle in the county and well over 7,000 head were taken because of the fire. What did that mean? What did all this mean to your part of Kansas?
1: Well, I'm one of two producers in Clark County that I've heard of that can say wheat loss is zero cattle. I had to put two horses down that got burned, but all my cattle were on wheat pasture, and wheat was the only safe place to be on this thing. Uh, for many of these producers around me, they all had cows and calves, and like you just said, 70% death loss. You know, these mama cows will cost anywhere from 1500 to $2,000 a piece, and then the baby calf, if it was already born, is already worth $400 or there in that vicinity. And so you draw that together and, and uh, multiply it times like they got 100 head, then you take 70 head times that figure, and, and it's a big cost. They lost a, a calf crop, and they lost all their hay, all their grass. I feel so bad for those guys that were running mama cows, you know, because you don't just go put a cow hurt together, as instantly as like I could stock this place with yearlings. You just don't have that ability because you want a certain type of cow. You know, everybody has their genetics that they're looking for, and uh, it's just hard to replace those cows. They will do it. They can't do it as
0: fast been able to watch on social media and the internet and and at first you saw the pictures of of you and your fellow firefighters there in front of the flames uh, just trying to to make do with what you had and what you're able to do and then you saw the burnt and charred fence posts and 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 the dirt as you said and the dust and everything kind of settling in after the fires went through and ravaged everything that was living there and and now on social media you're seeing boy uh, just a lot of hope a lot of hope from fellow Kansans like yourself and a lot of hope from people all around the country that are bringing in supplies. and uh, Talk about that aspect of it because I've seen caravan after caravan of these semis full of supplies heading your way, and that's got to be a sight to see.
1: It is incredible. I'll tell you, the the love and the help from people all over this country is amazing. We're getting stuff from Florida, from California, and stuff coming from Pennsylvania. It's incredible. It's even hard to talk about. I, I can't believe that those people have the to love to send stuff here you know and we'll do the same if if something happens anywhere else i guarantee you the people in this country are going to rally together and we will come running <laughs> we've had fence supplies from all over the country and that's our biggest detriment right now is the cost of fencing material it's just overwhelming the support we're getting
0: what else do you need? I know that the hay supplies are coming in, and so much so in some parts of your area that they've had to turn people away and, and send them somewhere else to, to at least pile them up for the time being. Uh, but what's needed in, in the near term and the long term? I know the Kansas Cattlemen's Association's taking donations, but what, what else can people do to help?
1: I would say fencing supplies. They estimate the cost in Clark County alone for fence is $41 million. A mile of fence to put it in But the labor cost is running right at $10,000 a mile. And so when you multiply that, my ranch alone, I'm going to have close to 20 miles of fence that is totally gone. And we have just right at 100 miles of fence on my ranch. So the rest of it we're going through and we're going to just repair. Even though a lot of people are assuming that even the newer fences that were already up, that the wire is probably burned and has lost its strength. Some of the guys are totally replacing those or at least the wire, and and I'm just saying I'm not going to. I'm just going to repair them and hope for the best. We'll deal with the wire later if we need to.
0: Greg Goodnight is in Inglewood, Kansas. That's Clark County, uh, one of the major parts of the country affected by wildfires over the last month. Uh, Greg, thank you for taking time to visit with me this week about what you're going through. My heart goes out to you and your family and your neighbors and, and all the state of Kansas that's been affected. And, and uh, anything we can do to help, please let us know. I'll, I'll put a link on the website, farmandcountryradio.com, to get uh, more supplies and more support your way. And God bless you.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you for putting the story out there.